whether it's through a formal written employment contract or a more informal onboarding process, every new employee must be told exactly what is expected of them if they're to succeed in their new position. Establishing such an employment agreement with the new employee requires understanding, a professional approach, and following your company's hiring system. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. First, it's important to understand that these activities, especially establishing the employee agreement, are not just for new employees. They need to occur anytime there's a significant change in an employee's responsibilities, whether through a promotion or a reassignment or any type. Let's first concentrate on someone who's a new employee in your company. The, the initial contact is really important. The first meeting with a new member of the team um, is really important. This can set the mood for the relationship between you and the new employee. So you want to show excitement about having them in this new role. While they will likely take place over more than one meeting, there are several key events that need to occur in this process. One of the things I think that's really important that people tend to forget is that in the interview process, you learned a good deal about the new employee, but you didn't learn all that you can. So if, if the employee is willing to talk about themselves a little bit more uh, so that you can understand a little bit more of the background that never came up in the interview process, anything that you can learn about them is going to help you to manage them. Then for employees, as we said, that are new to the company, you need to make sure that they receive and understand the company handbook, including policies and procedures. There you want to emphasize those policies and procedures that potentially uh, could get someone into trouble or that are particularly important for your department. The other thing you want to do is you want to make sure that they have an opportunity to meet with human resources. I would suggest first that you have them uh, make sure that they have a meeting with the human resource person who represents your department so that the HR person gets to know them and then also the HR person can help them to do the necessary paperwork. Right. I've I've found too that HR people can sometimes give a new employee perspective on, on the department they're in that uh, they wouldn't get from within the department. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that's important is that you go around with the new employee and introduce them to everyone else in your department, uh, to the team. 
But make sure that the new person has a basic understanding of everyone's role in the organization. What are they doing? Why is it important? How does it relate to what the new employee is going to be doing? So that they have an idea of uh, who they need to go to with questions or so they know what other people are working on. It's just so important that, you know, you, you don't just throw them into the pool and say, swim. You have to introduce them to everybody on the team um, and, and give them a, a good overview of what everybody is doing. And so many times that is, um, that, that is underutilized. You really need to spend the time to give them so that they get a perspective on what you're doing and how you're doing it. Yeah, and it's important, too, to uh, encourage them to ask questions um, and make sure they understand what everybody is doing and how, how what they're going to be doing fits in. You also need to encourage the new person to meet individually with each team member without you being around so that they can better understand their roles and how they relate to one another. Uh, in your subsequent meetings with the new staff person, you need to be sure to follow up to make sure that these meetings are taking place, that they are reaching out to each person, uh, following up with them uh, to get to know them better. Another thing that you can do uh, to help the new employee to achieve success is to um, give them a buddy to help them uh, to understand the organization, understand how it works and so forth. It's important that you select um, a, a key, more senior member of the team who will do this in the best way possible to talk both about the behavioral aspects as well as the content that they'll be doing in the job. Yeah, and I think it's important in that uh, with the buddy that, the, that it's somebody that the new staff person is going to feel comfortable asking questions that they wouldn't ask you. Um, you know, yeah. sometimes they, they just don't want to uh, come across to the bosses that they don't know or they don't understand something. So it's important that the person you, you assign is somebody that, that people relate to and are relaxed with. Then one of the most important things that you can do is to have ongoing meetings with the person on a regularly scheduled basis, especially in the beginning, so that you can understand what they're doing, they can understand what you need of them, you, they can ask any questions, you can clarify what you need to know. Then as we move forward into the win-win agreement process, it's important that, the, uh, that it be, a, uh, as, as we said, a win-win situation where both the supervisor and the staff member come away feeling that there was agreement and clarity about the responsibilities and expectations for the new staff member. This requires a two-way conversation with the supervisor laying out the responsibilities for the staff person in their new role, but also under, under ensuring that there's a clear understanding and agreement um, with what these duties mean and what the responsibilities will be and how expectations will be measured. I think too, Fred, it, it's important um, and sometimes it gets overlooked that, that 
you know, the new person's coming in with an enthusiasm uh, and and their own kind of uh, agenda may be the, the wrong word, but but the, they they took the job because they saw the opportunity to do something that they thought would be meaningful. And it's important that you understand, you the boss, understand what their hot buttons are and emphasize how they can accomplish those um, things that give give the job meaning to them. Um, it may be a little bit off the the core mission, but you you need to keep their enthusiasm up um, by understanding what what parts of their new job they're most excited about. Rick, it's also in, under uh, important that they understand the larger context of the role. Is it not? Oh yeah. And and where they fit into it, and that's that comes back to you know you want them to feel they're con- they're contributing to something larger, um, and that what they're doing is is meaningful and important to the to the department and the company and how it fits in, because that also helps them to set priorities that that make your department look good. Let's go back to the what we were talking about with the win win agreement. It's important to set the goals for for the new person and help them in that process. It needs to be explicitly defined and there needs to be an understanding and a commitment toward the highest mutual priorities. To ensure this, it's important that top priorities are spelled out for the individual, the department, and the company, and then the employee's responsibilities are laid out clearly and fully under, understood and that mutual expectations are articulated. Yeah, and by understanding the specific goals with benchmarks and deadlines clearly understood and accepted, the staff person uh, should, you need to press as to whether or not they feel the assignments are achievable. That is, so they see it in the bigger context do they think it's it's it, their assignments that they can uh, successfully um, accomplish? And if not, why not? You know, you have to give them the opportunity to say, well, you know, maybe it would be easier or better, or I would have a better chance of succeeding if we did it this way rather than that. And you've got to address any of those concerns. It's also critical that clear measures of accountability for these expectations and goals are laid out and agreed to so that everybody knows what's expected, when it's expected, what the deadlines are, etc. Um, and not just what constitutes what's minimally acceptable, but also what would constitute uh, exceeding expectations and goals. In other words, how can they go beyond the, the minimum so that they can see uh, opportunities to really excel in their position? A bit ago, we talked about how important it was for you to have ongoing meetings with the new staff member. Um, Most managers want to keep a close eye on how someone's doing in the beginning, make sure that they are achieving success, and then as trust builds, then they'll give that staff member more freedom. And eventually, what, what you're hoping for is to, to give the person the maximum freedom possible 
to meet their assigned goals. Uh, and that has to be an earned process. It should be made clear that they are free to do whatever they need to do to accomplish the goals within the context of the company guidelines and the broader goals of the department. They should also be encouraged to be creative within limits uh, if they feel there is a better, more effective, or more efficient way to achieve the desired results. That, that's so important um, because everybody wants to, you know, the opportunity to be creative in, in a way. And I find in my experience, uh, the really good staff people will come up not only with better ways to do something, but also expand the scope of what they're doing um, to to improve the whole performance of, of the organization. So you want to encourage that kind of creative thinking, again, as long as they don't lose sight of uh, what the immediate objectives are. Um, you know, you can go too far in, in a direction and the the, the main objective doesn't get, get accomplished because everybody <laughs> is thinking too, too big. At the end of the process, it's important that there should be a written summary of the agreement and the goals and the measures and the deadlines laid out. This is essentially the employment agreement. And, and it'll form the basis for the performance evaluation or for an intervention if appropriate progress towards goals is not being met. Well said. <laughs> the, the fact that uh, you need to have it down in writing is really important so that there's no confusion from either side. In summary, we've discussed the importance of the employment agreement when a new employee first comes on. And what we did is we focused on a new person to the organization. It's also true, as Rick mentioned before, that there could be someone who's moving within the company, either a promotion or a reassignment or something else. And what you would do there is to take those aspects of what we talked about that are important um, and uh, make sure that you're helpful to the, for the new person coming into your department. So it's important that the employee have a clear understanding of the new position and what they need to do to succeed in that position. We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes, or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one -on -one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.